Hello, and welcome to Pool Boys Recommend, the podcast where dreams come true, and sometimes nightmares come true as well. Nightmares for us, and barrels of laughs for you. My name is Stu. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm, I'm General Inspector Davey. Thanks for coming onto the show, General Inspector Davey. No problem. Um, I've also brought my lackey, Chris. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Some work experience. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, welcome to the show, dear listener. This is a recommendations podcast uh, where we recommend things to each other. We do it, and then we review it. And and this week, I'm going to be doing something crime related. Yeah, it feels like a different podcast. It's it does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't it just? Is it not a true, not not a false crime though, right? No. No. But what evidence do we really have for it feeling different? Wow, I mean, I guess that's let's a good look, question. Let's, let's look. Does um somebody want to say what they gave me last week? Oh, yeah. It was a different podcast. I thought we were on a different whatever. It's fine. No, it's the same structure. Same, same, structure, same feed. Kind of same, thing, we haven't changed it? the structure. It's it's not at all, structure. but we're just kind of speaking in quiet voices, and it really threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> Leveling out this episode is going to be a real bitch. It's going to be a real bitch. <laughs> uh, last week, Stu, I uh, recommended to you to make this podcast a true crime podcast. That is right. Uh, so, you asked me to, to investigate, do some digging around on the, the Summerton Man mystery, yes. uh, also known as the Tamam Shud case. Uh, mm. Now, this is an, an intriguing mystery with poetry, ballet, a secret code, possible espionage, mm. cagey suspects, and the body of an unknown man, still unknown to this day. Mm. Wow. It's a really... Really interesting story, and I can't do it justice in 15 minutes on this not-crime podcast, this comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I really cannot do it justice in 15 minutes. But if you find yourself interested by this or you already know about it and you are interested, you uh, you should go and have a listen to um, Stuff You Should Know. has like an hour-long summary of the entire case, which is a really great overview. But if you want to go into the nitty-gritty, listen to Astonishing Legends four-part series on the Summerton Man, which is about six hours in total, and it's very good. Oh, my God. Wow. Is yeah. it going to be a six-hour segment, Stu? <laughs> God damn. I've, I've tried to cut it down. Okay. Probably five and a half. Okay. Five and a half. We'll just yeah. shut up and let you get on with it. So, so in Adelaide, South Australia, on the 1st of December, 1948, so a while ago but not too long ago, a man was found dead on the beach wearing a nice internationally made suit and wearing uh, a tie that sloped in the direction that was popular in America at the time. So not really a tie you'd find in Australia. Uh, He had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and another one tucked behind his ear. People saw him the night before and apparently raised his hand and dropped it back limply to the ground again. And the people who saw him the night before just thought he was some sort of drunk uh, sleeping it off on the beach. He was found dead the next morning. Ooh. Now, the mystery to me goes both ways because it could I- either be really interesting with a lot of plot twists, a lot of stuff comes out of the woodwork years and years later, uh, possible theories of espionage because this is during the time of the Cold War, uh, and it could be also a story of jilted lovers. There's lots of threads to pick up. But at its core, you know, the kind of Occam's razor of this whole thing is it could just be a drunk, sick man who died on a beach. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what, what's kept everyone really interested for so long. I was going to say, like, that's how me and Davey actually met. He was just a drunk on the beach, sleeping it off. He lifted his up hand my hand up. and let it fall limply to the ground. That's and right. Then <laughs> the rest two is weeks later, it came to light that we are friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the question that you can always come back to, no matter how much evidence you decide to disregard or how many dots you care not to connect, the question that you can always come back to is, who is this guy? Who is no this? one knows. No one's come forward. No one knows who this guy is. Uh, And there are still people working on this case today, whether professionally or casually. Uh, And the the main mysteries are, who is he? How did he die? The cause of death is is still technically unknown. Mm. Um, And a caveat question, if he was murdered, who did it and why? Now, so many people have tried to crack this case in the, what, 70 
or so years since since it happened, and no one's been successful. So I think what this case needs is a fresh pair of eyes. <laughs> Six fresh eyes. In fact, we're all wearing glasses now, so there's twelve eyes. Well, yeah. I've I've listened to I've listened to the whole six hours uh, of okay. Astonishing Legends, and so I'm too close. I've already had you're co- you're you're compromised. Yeah, I'm compromised. I've gone through my own confirmation bias. I have I have my own theories. I have my own ideas about it. So you guys are the fresh pair of eyes. I'm going to present some information to you, uh, cl- roughly in the order that it came came out to uh, the public and the police at the time of of the uh, crime. And we'll see if you guys can piece together some answers. Okay. I must okay. say at the start, I'm liking this drunkard theory. Very sad, man. Pretty strong. Just it is pretty strong. Sleep on the beach. Yeah. I, had a, I had yeah. swallowed some sand in his sleep and died. Um, like sw- I swallowed a pasty, actually. A past- yeah, a pasty, yeah. Like a, uh, or like a pie? Pasty. I, don't know how you, I don't know how you guys say it, but I say pasty. Like a pie, though. Um, like a hand pie, yeah. Hmm. yeah. As opposed to regular pies, which I eat my, with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> So let, let's let's start with this. Uh, the first thing, the first bit of evidence that came about was what was on his person, and this is interesting in and of itself. Okay. In his pockets were an unused second-class rail ticket from Adelaide to Henley Beach, uh, a bus ticket from the city that may not have been used, a U.S.-manufactured narrow al- aluminium comb, a half-empty packet of juicy fruit chewing gum, uh, an Army Club cigarette packet which contained seven civ- cigarettes of a different brand. Hmm. Uh, and a quarter full box of Brian and May matches. Uh, all the tags had been cut out of his clothes, and, and they did, after some, some research, realise that the cigarettes inside the packet were a more expensive brand than the packet that they were in. So he wasn't trying to... Because some people would buy really cheap cigarettes at the time and put them in an expensive packet, mm-hmm. but he was doing the complete opposite. So he was trying to downplay his, you know, his wealth, I guess, or something. Not, not, which is not to say that he's extremely wealthy for being able to afford these cigarettes. Like, yeah. We don't know how he got him. He could have bummed them off someone. God mm. knows, I've done that a, a few times. <laughs> to be fair, I have all those things in my pockets right now. So all those things, Ju- juicy fruit, anyone? Yeah, juicy. Fruit. <laughs> I would actually love a juicy fruit. Yeah. Um, the juicy fruit was a strange thing because people uh, at the time were like, especially in Australia, they were like, ch- only children chew gum. Why is this gum in the pocket of a fully grown adult? Hmm. Uh, but you know, with a few other clues, uh, it's possible that the man was American because it was pretty common for Americans to chew gum and juicy fruit, especially. Now those are his items. A little while later, they did find a suitcase at the train station, which had been checked in uh, the day before they found him dead. And uh, the suitcase had its label removed. And inside the case was a red checked dressing gown, a size seven red felt pair of slippers, four pairs of underpants, pajamas, shaving items, a light brown pair of trousers with sand in the cuffs, an electrician's screwdriver, uh, which is like an insulated Mm. screwdriver to stop you from getting zapped, uh, a table knife cut down to a short, short, sharp instrument, so a table knife made into a shiv, Mm -hmm. uh, a pair of scissors with with sharpened points, a small square of zinc thought to have been used as a protective sheath for the knife and scissors, and a stenciling brush as used by the third officers on merchant ships for stenciling cargo. It was also noted that he was handsome, fit, and had high calf muscles similar to that of a professional dancer. Russian. See, that's that's. I feel like that's anecdotal. People have <laughs> calves. People look weird. You know. Yeah, I, you say that, Chris. But there's something coming up a bit later that will make you. Uh, I think that will make you gasp. Yeah. Are you are you worried that we're about to skewer you about your unusually high calf muscles, Chris? Yeah. Okay. Just because. <laughs> just because my calf muscles are actually on my thighs. <laughs> it's normal. It's fine. So I mean, that's all that, and that's part of the mystery of this. That's basically all we have to identify this guy. The, all of the labels were cut out of his clothes. No, no idea of who he, who he was, and that's it. So, have you guys got any ideas just by those contents? Russian sleeper agent. Oh, in America, had to got got like found out was then running from both America and Russia. Ah, interesting. I have to admit, it is frustrating that I know that we won't have an answer. Like, no one. <laughs> yeah, we won't. That is, that is the one thing we can be sure of. That doesn't mean you can say anything and it's equally likely to be true. Yeah. I reckon he, he's DB Cooper, which is, uh, have a Google, it's for another True Crime podcast another day. Okay. Okay. You think that he is DB Cooper? True identity. We found him. That's right. He's the, he's the Zodiac killer. <laughs> yeah, we've seen him. <laughs> 
that that would be awfully convenient, dying before he committed any of his crimes. Mm. Very convenient, Stu. Yeah, lines up. Suspiciously convenient. (laughs) Suspiciously convenient. All right, so D.B. Cooper or Russian sleeper agent. Pretty solid theories. Uh, I haven't come across, in my research, I didn't come across the D.B. Cooper theory, but I did come across the Russian sleeper agent theory. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is a strong one go. because this is, this is during the time of the, uh, yeah, of, of the Cold War. Cold War's getting into action around this time. Okay, so the second question, the second mystery that we need to, to solve, and we've already solved the first one, who he was, so that's mm. fantastic. <laughs> um, the second question is, how did he die? There was no trace of poison in the autopsy. However, his organs were inflamed and filled with blood. He had eaten a pasty and there were no you know, markings or punctures on his body. Hmm. Mm. Uh, he didn't, oh, he didn't, he didn't have a hat on either. So maybe Sunburn. skin cancer? Maybe skin yeah. Cancer. <laughs> we have to assume. I mean, I've, 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 uh, I've been in the sun too long and felt like that. And it's oh, been the centre of international intrigue before, haven't we all? Yeah. He has the calves of a dancer. Dancer rhymes with cancer. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. And those calves are so high and bulbous, they look like tumors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they're like they're like Popeye's arms just on his legs. Yep. Mr. Bulbous calves. <laughs> so yeah, we, we we don't know how he died. Um funny thing though, and you know, it's hard to know what's conspiracy and, and what's been added to the story later and after the fact and that kind of thing. But apparently the uh the doctor who did the autopsy was handed a note by someone who I believe wished to remain anonymous during the autopsy, but an official person, uh, was handed a note saying, um, like barbiturates or something like that. The, the two scientific names of barbiturates, which it possibly could have been, which is like a, a, a very difficult to trace poison. So mm. this guy wanted it known that that's a possibility, but he didn't want his name on the record. And that happens a lot in this case. A lot of people come forward with information and then choose to remain completely anonymous. Oh, man. Okay. Russian sleeper agents. Russian sleeper agents. Um, all right. Well, or dancers. Any any ideas on that? Can we get can we get some solid a solid answer on that one? I mean, guys, call me crazy, but aliens, aliens. Is anyone aliens? Funny, you should ma- ding ding ding. That's another conspiracy aliens? theory, actually. Wow. Straight up has been a conspiracy theory uh-huh. on this case. Yeah, right. nice. Not a, not a very highly regarded one, clearly, but it has been mentioned. Yes. Well, I was going to say he danced himself to death. Danced <laughs> himself to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Actually, I like yeah. aliens. I like aliens. Let's go. Let's okay. assume it's aliens. No, let's just go into that lens, yeah. Okay. Alien tinted glasses. Okay. So how did he die? Answer, aliens. Fantastic. Now we're going to move on to question three. <laughs> Who killed him? I guess we don't have to do that now because we know that it's aliens. Probably aliens in some form or fashion. But let's have a dig around just in case. A bit later, three things happened which made this case way more interesting. The police went through his clothes again and found a pocket stitched into the pants which they had missed before. There was a folded piece of paper in there which had to be removed with tweezers, and it read Tamim Shud, which is the final line of a Persian book of poems called the Rubaiyat. And the line loosely translates to It is finished, or the end. So they found this in his pocket, and it wasn't handwritten either. It was printed, and it was, it was from a copy of the Rubaiyat. Around the same time, a man came forward with a book that he had found in the backseat of his car on the 30th of November, which was a copy of the Rubaiyat. It was confirmed that this book and the note inside the man's pocket was the same book. Yep. So someone had tossed it in the backseat of this guy's car. It was the 1940s. People didn't lock their cars as much. Uh, and that's, that's what happened. Then they used a UV light on the book and found that underneath a page that had been ripped out was a five-line code with one line crossed out and also an unlisted phone number. Side note, no one's ever cracked the code. They've tried. Heaps of people have tried. Militaries have tried. Universities have tried. There's a guy who um, works at the University of Western Sydney who still gets his students to try and crack it, um, and no one has done it. You know what they haven't tried? A fresh set of eyes, right? Here, baby. <laughs> these, right. Two, these two people are right? Well, do you guys want to have a go? I have the code here. Nah. <laughs> the, the, right. first, the first line is W-R-G-O-A-B-A-B-D. Wabad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that means, that means that, that, I think that all equals the letter B. All right, so there's the... Okay, uh-huh. so what does the second line mean? The second line is W-T-B-I-M-P-A-N-E-T-P. Oh, yeah, that's the letter A. Oh, B, B, okay. And then. Interesting. Okay. The third, the third line is M L I A B O A I A Q C. 
Nah, I meant it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Sorry about anything. that bit. It's that but is, is, there, is there any point going with, on with the fourth line? <laughs> yeah, it was the fourth oh, line. Just in case. Uh, I-T-T-M-T-S-A-M-S-T-G-A-B. Ah. It's the number seven. <laughs> so, hang on. So it's hang B-A, B-A nothing seven. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's all coming into place. Fuck. <laughs> it's all coming together. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> I thought that you actually had, I thought you'd really brained out like a word that it would spell and I thought it would be, I thought that joke was going to be incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was fully expecting that Guys, too. Guys, I'm trying to crack like, the fucking code, all right? I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I'm just going to be making jokes while I'm cracking joking codes. Joking around, man. I'm trying to focus over here. I think if people saw the title of this episode and they were like, oh, the mystery of the Somerset man. Hell yeah, I'm going to listen to that. This is the moment where they have stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> That means there's no point apologising. Let's move. Yeah, yeah that's true. Let's, let's uh, carry on. Uh, so they also found a f- an unlisted phone number um, uh, that was written on a page in the book and then ripped out. And with the UV light, they found that and they called the number. On the other side of the line was a nurse named Jo Thompson. She, now, she changes her name a lot throughout her lifetime. But for simplicity's sake, I'm going to call her Joe the entire time. Okay. By this point, they've made a bust out of the deceased man before they buried him. They made a bust and they ask her to come and have a look at it to see if she can identify who the man was. After seeing the bust, she looked at the ground and was despondent, answering only with no or I don't know until the end of the interview. She, it's also stated that she seemed to be swaying from side to side and there were a few police officers who were worried about her fainting. Uh, so she was not in a good way and she was seriously affected by seeing seeing the bust of this person. She asked not to be named in the case as it would damage her publicly. The police, being nice, agreed. <laughs> police are so nice. Yeah, so nice. Uh, also, either by coincidence or conspiracy, a man was found dead on a beach in Sydney with a copy of the Rubiat on his chest around three years earlier. And at the time, Joe Thompson was working at a hospital around the corner. Huh. No wow. links no links have been made. It's pretty much disregarded in the academic community that studies this as a bit of a red herring, but mm. it's still very interesting. So, you know, there's theories that she is a serial killer nurse who marks her victims with a copy of the Rubaiyat. Right. Uh. Now, we know that at the time of the murder, when the, the crime took place, we know that Joe... Thompson had a son of about two years at the time. And we also know that she was about to marry a man called Prosper Thompson. Uh, and she, she had already changed her last name to Thompson before they married, just to sort of legitimise the relationship. And so that the son that she had seemed like his son. Sure. Okay. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. Very, yeah, weird. So she weird. was, I mean, it was the 1940s and I think she was a what people would have considered back then a promiscuous woman. And she didn't want to be... Uh, called into question about that. She didn't want to be tied up in all of this. And she, I think she just wanted to marry this guy, have a father for her son and put all of that behind her. And this sure, okay. death was kind of dragging her back into that. Mm. I don't know. Now, the police did ask her one question, which was good of them. They asked her if she ever gave a copy of the Rubaiyat to anyone. And she said, why, yes, I did. A guy called Alfred Boxall. And they found him alive and well. Okay. And his and in his copy of the Rubaiyat, there was an, uh, it was the page that had that was found in the dead man's pocket was still there, so not the same copy of the Rubaiyat. Okay, but there was an inscription uh, that Joe had written in the front page of verse seventy from the Rubaiyat as this gift to uh, to Alfred Boxall. Weird gift. And mm-hmm. yeah, oh, not for the nineteen forties. And and this is a this <laughs> people is a giving book each of other pop- all kinds of weird shit back then. <laughs> yeah, and here's a pile of depleted uranium. <laughs> oh, thanks. Here's a bag of my mum's hair. <laughs> Why? Thanks. Oh, great. Hey, thanks, thanks. I'll, I'll never, I'll never get rid of it. I'll make a stew out of it. <laughs> but yeah, so this book was a really popular book. It was kind of like the equivalent of like, uh, I mean, books aren't even as popular anymore. But you, you remember Chicken Soup for the Soul? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that. In the 1940s, it was a really popular book of poetry, and everyone kind of had one. Sure. Right. Um, but in the front of this book that she gifted to Alfred Boxall. She had written out an inscription of verse 70, which reads as this. Indeed, indeed, repentance oft before. I swore, but was I sober when I swore? And then, and then came spring, and rose in hand, my threadbare penitence, a pieces tore. 
So it's kind of talking about temptation and not being able to resist temptation. So this, it it seems like a lover's letter. Sure. Yeah. Like, I want you, I can't have you, but I can't resist not having you. So that's interesting. She definitely had something going on with Alfred Boxall. She's also got Prosper Thomas, and she also couldn't she couldn't bear to look at the bust of this guy. These yeah. 1940s names. <laughs> yeah, Prosper Thompson. Um, <laughs> Alfred Box. <Boxer>. Alfred Box. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will mention this new information before you make your uh, your final decision, boys. Okay. And this is this is really fucking interesting. Years later, her daughter came out and said her mother admitted to lying to the police. She also mentioned that her mother spoke Russian and never, not even to her, her own daughter, explained how she learnt it and why. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of strange. It I is suppose. strange, for sure. But then again, it's the Cold War. So maybe, you know, like even if she is a, you know, even if she is a spy herself or she's not, like mm. you, you might not want people knowing that you even have a Russian heritage but just because of the Cold War, you know? True. Mm. So there's, you know, yeah. Uh, there's there's lots of reasons for this, but it does look pretty damn sus. Also, after a lot of time had passed, uh, the son, who, as we said before, was two when the murder happened, mm-hmm. uh, he is now a professional ballet dancer. The calves. And he has the same genetic problems as the unidentified man, which is an ear condition oh. where the, the symbol, the the upper ear hollow, is uh, larger than his cavum, which is the low, lower ear hollow. Uh, and that... Condition is only present in about 1% of the population and it is hereditary. Oh, and even though they haven't done any DNA testing, they're pre almost 100% certain that that kid is the son of the unidentified dead man. Dead guy's the daddy. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Dead guy's the daddy. Um, also, this will be really interesting for you, David Reynolds. Mm. Someone has come forward very recently, as recent as 2011, and found a um, an identification card which, due to facial recognition technology is not an exact match, but close enough to be a match for a, for one H.C. Reynolds. Oh, my like God. A, oh my, my uncle God. who was a Russian sleeper agent. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. How did that not come up, Dave? But there's so much identity uh, obfuscation in this story that, yeah. you know, who knows? It could be someone related to you, Dave. I mean, bro, I mean they kind of have to be in a way. They'd have right? to be. Yeah. They have to be. Or maybe not because... The man Reynolds is not my biological father. So oh, I'm not actually a Reynolds, technically. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it might be in in the family. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, not, not not genetic. Yeah, I do. I do refer to my dad as the man Reynolds. <laughs> the man <laughs> Reynolds. The is. So good. Hey, Dave, can you yeah. speak Russian? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that da? That's what. <clears throat> what? Sorry, you might. Sorry, that noise that I made, it sounded a little bit like cracking a cyanide tooth, but I was just coughing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. God. Dave. Dave. Was over, Dave. Oh, no. Davey. Get up. Okay. Uh, I'm just joking, boys. <laughs> uh, just Josh. Um, so, look, you've got all the information. Who killed him? Or did he kill himself? Did he, did he come back to his former lover, fi- find that she's moved on with his son and, and get jilted and then go down to the beach and kill himself? Or did someone, ki- did someone take care of him? You know what? I, I feel like I'm sort of the sceptic of the podcast and I'm, I'm going to double down on that. I reckon he's just some fucking dude, got too drunk, passed out on the beach. He'd borrowed his suit from someone else. Like he got it from some sort of Vinny's or something. It was already sewn in. This is a weird yep. description or something. Yeah, that that's definitely been. Nurse didn't yeah. recognise him. She just got all quiet because she was around a dead body. The nurse knew him. She's a nurse. She sees dead bodies all the time. She does see dead bodies all the time. Also, her son is almost guaranteed to be the son of that guy. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah, that's true, Chris. That's true. Like one percent. One percent's one in a hundred people. Maybe. I mean, she. Maybe she killed him. She got. She got like access to like. High schedule drugs. She probably doesn't have access to exotic poisons in normal course. Of yeah, her jobs probably in not. Uh, look, I think it's just because you know, like, oh, it looks like the calves. But how do they actually know it looks like the calves? These are different generations of people. You know, it's like a story that's got passed down, got passed down, got passed down. It was and the like, ear thing. Well, it was the ear thing, and also like, yeah, the coroner said that he had calves like like that of a dancer, which was just a throwaway line. It was just an it was an inner bid to identify him. It was like, does anyone mm. know this guy? He could be a dancer. And then fucking years later, his maybe son is a professional dancer. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, but 
that's coincidence, you know? I don't know. I, I can I'm, I can picture a Russian mum out there being like, "You must be dancer, like your father, who I will never speak about." <laughs> who she it changes her name a lot. She changes her name a lot. Becoming a professional dancer is so hard. I don't think you'd be forced into doing it. Like, you, I think you're. I think it's so hard that you're only forced into doing it. I I think there's got to be a lot of passion. Yeah, but I think Stu's right on this one, mate. You ever been doing a Stedford, Chris? <laughs> No, like, I you can't just is. happen into dancing. Like, it's not like, oh, look, I'll study accounting, become an accountant, blah, 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 blah. Like, dancing, you really need to fucking, like, there's yeah. so much competition there. Like, it's true. you can't just, you know, oh, my mum said I should be a dancer, so I'm going to be a dancer. Like, yeah. Uh, no, mom, no, it's not just that your mum said you had a dancer. It's that you have a dancer's calves and you've got a strange <laughs> ear thing that makes you perfect for being a dancer. Yeah, it helps you spin. Which is in one in a hundred people. Also, my mum only speaks Russian and won't say why, and she changed name all the time and two separate dudes have died in basically this exact same fashion she's a red sparrow dude i actually do think that the uh that the other guy dying with the rubia is a uh is is a red herring that's that's not personally just not it's so it it can't be circumstantial i think it actually can i think i think this particular story uh uh, is I think there's a reason you recommended this one, Dave. This particular story because this is true crime porn. You know, yeah. There's just so yes, many maybes ideal. and kind ofs and sort ofs, and that it kind of like yep. a yeah. story sort of starts to wrangle together. But so much of it is just like yeah. obviously just offhand comments, and uh, I don't know. I don't think it really stacks up for me. Well, unlike porn, this was never going to have a satisfying ending. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, my rating system is out of a possible 30 stars uh, in three different categories, 10 for experience, 10 for spiritual growth, and 10 stars for stars. For experience, I'm going to give it an eight. It was really fun listening wow. Listening to these podcasts. It was actually really, really interesting, and I was up way later than I should have been. Oh, cheeky. Oh, naughty. Oh, and I got more scared as it got darker. It was kind of fun. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, for spiritual growth, um, six. I'm giving it six. For Miss Starries, for Miss Starries, see what I did there, see what I did there, guys. Uh, shoehorned it in. Uh, I'm going to give it nine stars out of stars because, as far as mysteries go, this is bloody up there. It's bloody yeah. good. And even okay, I found myself getting really bored over the over the story. At times, I was like, I was like you, Chris. I was like, this is just a drunk dead guy on a beach. Why is it? What's all the fuss about? But then yeah. you always come back to that core question: Who was he? And if he was yeah. just some drunk guy on a beach, where'd he come from, and why is no one coming forward? That is a really good point, actually. <laughs> Someone must have known him. Yeah. Happy devising theories and conspiracies and listening listeners uh, as you dive deeper into this or um, or, or don't or smoke some yeah. weed. <laughs> just smoke <laughs> some or weed. Chill out. Listen to the rest of the podcast. Yeah. I guess. yeah. Know, so yeah. We could just do, move on. Yeah. Let's do it. Chris, last week I recommended that you come on the show this week and do a school spelling bee. Oh, uh, a spelling bee? Yeah. Uh, I think you're mistaken because I'm the spelling A. Oh, the spelling A. Well, that remains to be seen, Chris. We'll see how you go with your score. Uh, Welcome to the spelling bee. In the first half of this spelling bee, we will have the primary school challenge. You will have two words from the official spelling bee list for each grade of schooling from years one to six for a total of 12 words. You will earn one point for each correct word spelled. In the second half, we will move on to the high school challenge. One word from the official spelling bee list for each grade of schooling from years seven to 12. And you will earn two points for each, each correct word answered. Or lose two points for each incorrect word. So you this have is... in the in the six in, in the primary school one, <laughs> you could you could earn six uh, twelve up to twelve points. Mm-hmm. But you could also lose up to twelve points in the second bit. Yeah, tough okay. stuff. Tough stuff. All right. Yeah. Just, uh, are you gonna like? Because you're not a child. I want to make it a bit harder. Yeah. Am I gonna? I mean, are you gonna buzz me if I put a wrong letter in there, or like, do, do you want me to spell the whole word? I think you can... spell the whole wor- word. And then Davey will actually tell you if you've spelt it correctly. So me and Davey are going to be your officiates. Um, yeah. I will give you the word that you're going mm-hmm. to spell. If you if you would like a definition, uh, David will give you a definition. If you need to use it in a sentence, I'll use it in a sentence for you. And then mm-hmm. Davey will give you your marks as to whether or not you've spelt it correctly. Okay. And it's 12, 12 words all up. Uh, no, there's, so there's actually... 18. Yeah, 18. 18. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> but it, it's, it starts off very, very easy. Okay, okay we're starting cool. with... 
the primary round. These are the words from first grade. Oh my god! I'm so <laughs> Spell the word or. Oh, okay. O R. That is correct. Okay. Spell the word meat. Meat. Okay. Uh, can I get a definition, please? The joining of two or more items. For example, organic tissue and smoky Alabama salt rub. Hmm. Uh, can I hear it in a sentence? You will always meet a butcher at the meat shop. Oh, now hold on. <laughs> what a honeypot. Oh, wait, all was the what, same, wasn't it? it what was a all... stitch up. <laughs> yeah, all was the same. Oh, my but you, God. you luckily this... got it right. Is yep. this going to be the whole thing? No. no. M-E-E-T. That is correct. Well done. Thanks. You earned yourself two points. We're moving on to the second grade words now. Uh-huh. This first word is a new a new word in the dictionary. I cup. What? I cup. I cup. Yeah. Would you like a definition? Please. The new proto product engineered by Apple Incorporated. Can I hear in a sentence? Apple has just announced their new product, the I cup. <laughs> I, I don't think this exists. Go on, Chris. Just spell I cup. Spell I cup. It's the Apple product. I'll go I. You see me pee? You see me pee? Sicko. You sicko. That's gross. That's gross, Chris. Okay. (laughs) The second one for the second grade. That is uh, is correct. Second grade ones. Yeah, yeah, you got it correct. Didn't know they learned that in second grade. Great. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Apple product. It's also the level at which that joke sits. Yeah. Um, Spell the word attic. Okay, uh, can I get a definition, please? A small crawl space, perfect for crying in after losing a spelling bee. <laughs> oh, come on. I'll use it in a sentence for you just to make it easier. Uh, he crawled into the attic and cried as his humiliation was unbearable. <laughs> come on. Um, <laughs> I think it's A-T-T-I-C. A titty, you see? You see titties? Oh, gross. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> <laughs> That's somebody. You've done this, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna be the whole thing? No, 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 it's not. It's more complex. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move on from the puerile humor. Third grade uh, words now. Libraries. Okay. <sighs> that, that, uh, can I get a definition, please? A building or room where you can access a copy of the renowned classic Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Oh, this is where it turns. <laughs> this is where it turns. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, gosh. Can I hear the word one more time? Libraries. Okay. I'm going to go L-I-B. Is there more or? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm thinking if there's, there might be an R here or not an R here. I'm going to go R-A-R-I-E-S. That is correct. Oh, well done. That was close. Okay. Grade uh, three. <laughs> well, number, word number two for grade three. Uh-huh. Handsome. Okay. Uh, can I uh, get a definition? Yeah, go on. Davey? Uh, yeah, sorry. I'll just... Uh, there's two little pictures of uh, me and Stu here, actually. <laughs> uh, I'll use it in a sentence. I'll use it yeah. in a sentence for you. The sweating man with egg on his face was anything but handsome. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> <That is savage. laughs> This is rude. <laughs> Just H A N D S O M E. That is correct. That Handsome. is correct. Moving on to the fourth grade words now. Night. You prick. Uh, can I get a definition, please? A West Germanic title meaning sun. Okay. Uh, in a sentence? Uh, the dark night swept across the battlefield. Yeah. Okay. Uh, K N I G H T. That is correct. The second word for grade four, ninth. Mm. Must surely. Uh, can I, yeah, get, get definition, please? The numeric position somewhere between seven and 13. I suppose. Sentence? The sweaty man with egg on his face came ninth in the children's spelling test. This guy said having a good time. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I think it's... No, it must be. Uh, I think it's N-I-N-T-H. That is correct. Nice. I was almost sure you were going to slip the E in there. That's good. I, I feel like the need to bring this up. Uh, a teacher in my high school 
said, I think you're dyslexic when reading something I, I handed in, like an assignment sort of thing. So yeah. I reckon you are dyslexic, mate. Uh, just, I, I just want to put that out there. Yeah, that's this. fine. Well, this we're is gonna... traumatic for me. That's what he meant with equity space. We're going to continue to exploit that. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. so sorry, Chris. <laughs> I, know. I have nothing but love and respect for you. But I'm, this is... I'm rising to the challenge. This is how far I've come. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Character building. Yeah. Okay. Fifth grade words. Successfully. Oh. Uh, huh. Successfully. Can I get a definition? To achieve a desired result. For example, successfully spelling the word successfully. Mm. Sentence? Uh, the sweaty man with egg on his face successfully spelt the word. Um, oh, This one is tricky. This one is tricky. Is there two S's? That's the question. Is there two or is there just one? Uh, it's S-U-C-C-E-S-S-F-U-L-L-Y. That is correct. Oh, yes! Well done, Chris. That's great. Whew. Boy, okay. Word number two for the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Constitutionally. Come on. Uh, C-O-N... S-T-I-T-U-T-I-O-N-A-L-L-Y. That is correct. Fuck yes. Well done, man. Fuck yes. Yeah, you're into the hard hard stuff now, man. Yeah, you're killing it. Uh, Mm. Moving on to the words for the sixth grade. Questionnaire. Okay. I mean, I work for a trivia company, so I should be all right at this. Um, Can I get a definition? A series of questions intentionally made difficult for you, comma, Chris Heaslip. Okay. <laughs> um, sentence? The sad-looking man failed the questionnaire due to the sweat and egg on his face, which was now stinging his eyes. <laughs> I did. Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-A-I-R-E. That is incorrect. Oh, I'm so sorry, Chris. What? You there missed an N. Yeah. Two N's. In two world. N's? Two N's. There's two N's. You sure? That's all right. Yep. You're sitting on a very, very good uh, amount. of. You've got 10 points, I believe, so far. You so sure about good. that? I'm quite sure, yeah. God damn it. Uh, the last word for the primary section is acknowledgement. Okay. Acknowledgement. Can I get a definition, please? To accept the importance or quality of. Sure. Uh, sentence? Stuart was beginning to form an acknowledgement that Chris could spell words properly. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, to a primary school level. Well, that is true. Yeah, yeah so we've got a, true. We're way off yet. Uh, A-C-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E-M-E-N-T. That is correct. You nailed that, Chris. Thank you. You, did you it. nailed that. Okay, so you're now sitting on a score of 11 out of 12, which is fantastic. That's I'm very not gonna cool. lie. I'm not gonna lie. I did this Google questionnaire, and uh, I'll eat my words. I'll eat my words. I'll, <laughs> I'll eat my letters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have typed them out here, and there's no red squiggly under it. So, I'm... no, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Good start. Okay, we're gonna move on to the high school round now. Just one, uh, just one word per grade. And you uh-huh. get two points for a success or minus two points for a failure. So what you're saying is I could still end up on negative points. You could end up on negative one here. It's, yes. It's okay. theoretically possible, yeah. Okay. Seventh grade. The word oh is God. humiliation. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I get a definition? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to grab this one and put this one in the chat. In the... What? Yeah, if you could just... You can just refer to the pool boys chat. Okay. Uh... Oh, come on. <laughs> it's, that, a, uh, yeah. it's a picture of Chris Heaslip. On Sunrise, on the TV show Sunrise. The pinkest he's ever been. <laughs> he's so pink. I'm very pink there, yeah. The TV doesn't do it. Uh, no. uh, H-U-M-I... Oh. I'm going to start... Actually, can I hear it in a sentence before I continue? Yeah, yeah, in a sentence. He crawled into the attic and cried as his humiliation was unbearable. Humiliation, okay. Uh, H-U-M-I-L-I-A-T-I-O-N. That is correct. Nice. Well done, man. Nice, nice. Okay, now time for the eighth grade word. And this I will is not re- be in negative. I won't have to donate money. You, you won't be in negatives. Officially yeah. can't be in negatives. Yeah, cool. Um, so here's, here's the eighth grade uh, word. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a long one, so watch out. Oh Jonathan Livingston Seagull is actually a great book. It's fucking bullshit. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a prick. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I want the definition. A book appreciated by everyone but you. Oh. 
Yeah, this is more of a joke than a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a punt. <laughs> Just give it a go, man. All right. J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N space. Am I doing spaces? That is incorrect. Moving on. <laughs> Jonathan. Look, I think we're gonna we're gonna. Why don't we just give t- him one point for that one? Yeah, we're gonna turn to the judges. Was this was this a fair round? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Are you a prick, Stuart? <laughs> yes, I am. absolutely am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you so you can have the full points for that. You can have two points because it was a total bogus right. question. Um, the ninth grade word, anachronistic. Oh no. One more time. Anachronistic. Oh no. Belonging to a period other than that being p- portrayed. Yeah. Um, and no, used no, in a no, sentence, no. it is difficult to write historical fiction without making anachronistic errors. No, nah, this is it. This is where it starts to unfurl. <laughs> like uh, like Scooby-Doo versus the mummy. This is where Scooby-Doo steps on the little bit of the little toilet paper and yep. uh, starts to unravel. And we see what's under that mummy. And it is a sweaty man with egg on his face. <laughs> 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 A-N-A-C-R-O-N-I-S-T-I-C. Acronym. That is Anachron- incorrect. Oh, Chris, that was so was close. It? Unfortunately, there is an H. You were just mis- missing the oh. H. Um, the old, the old. Uh, I guess it comes from Greece for chron, as in chronic, like in chronicle, chronolo- chronology. Uh, that would make sense. With an H. So usually in yep. spelling bees, they can also ask the origin of the word. Uh, not that that would have made a difference here. <laughs> anyway. uh, the 10th grade word is obstreperous. Oh, shit. One more time. Obstreperous. Streperous. Can I get a definition, please? Noisy and difficult to control. Pendants? The podcast comprised of three obstreperous boys. Uh, I don't like this spelling, but I'm going to have a crack. O-B... S-T-R-E-P-E-R-I-O-U-S? That is incorrect. Oh, that is heartbreaking, Chris. That is such a bummer, man. You didn't stumble at the thing that I thought you'd stumble on. It is P-E-R, but then it's just O-U-S. Yeah, it's just O-U-S, not I-O-U-S. I'm so sorry, Chris. Brutal. Brutal. That hurts. Are you keeping score, Davey? That hurts, that one. We're back back to 11. Yep. Uh, The 11th grade word is... Mm -hmm. Idiosyncratic. Far out. Definition, please. A mode of behaviour peculiar to an individual. Sentence. Everyone recognised the man by his idiosyncratic sweaty and eggy face. (laughs) (laughs) That's more like French toast over here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I-D-I-O-S-I-N... C-R-A-T-I-C. That is incorrect. Oh, also heartbreaking, Chris. Yeah. The only thing is it's a Y instead of an I for sync in syncratic. This seemed this one seemed too easy. I wrote it out and I'm like, it can't just be this. It can't oh, be it's, this. Oh, I was so close, Chris. I'm, uh, very, I'm actually very proud of you. Twelfth uh, grade, the final word of the test. Mm. This is the moment. Spell the word ankylosaurus. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no, it's my favourite one! Oh no! Oh no! I couldn't even pronounce it, let alone spell it. Stu didn't even do a great job of pronouncing it, so you're pretty much busted, man. Ah, damn! Ankylosaurus. Can I get a definition? Uh, Hang on. Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus. A word that Chris finds difficult to pronounce despite it being his favourite dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Sentence. Uh, the boy's favourite dinosaur was Ankylosaurus. There's just no way. There's just no way. Because it's... it's I think you'll get it. You just need to flip two letters. That, Like the way you pronounce it, you just need to flip two letters. A-N-K-E-L-O-S-A-R-U-S. That is... Incorrect. Oh, <laughs> Dave, you play him like Brutal. that. Um, it is, yeah, that is incorrect. It is A N K Y L O S A U R U S. The Y. The Y. The Y. And, and so we, we, like, in the dinosaur episode, we said Ankylosaurus a lot, but it's, an- so it's Ankylosaurus. Yeah. So, um, Davey, can you give me the scores for the last bit? Uh, yes, for humiliation, you were correct. For Jonathan Livingston Seagull's actually a great book, we gave it to you because that's a bullshit question. Mm-hmm. For anachronistic, you were incorrect. 
for obstreperous, you were incorrect. For idiosyncratic, you were incorrect. For ankylosaurus, you were incorrect. Giving you a total score of seven. Seven! Which is seven. the grade I can spell up to. It yeah, is actually. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it totally is. Oh, look, I mean, taking points away from you was brutal. I actually think you did really well, Chris. Uh, you I look, don't, I, don't th- I think I would have stumbled on most of those last ones. Yeah. yeah definitely from ones. streperous onward, I would have stumbled. Yeah, I, d- I did not hold back, Chris. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it was kind of you to go uh, to primary school as well. If we're just sticking to high school, I think this would have been a much more depressing segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, my rating system's out of two. Ever since I was a child, spelling was my least favourite anything of, of all forms of education. I think we did spelling on Fridays. Friday morning we spelt and it was my least favourite part of the week. Uh, so it's getting a zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, look, I can't Fair say enough. I didn't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great stuff. And sorry for being a prick. David. Last week, I recommended you, I asked you to supply us with some pills, some uh, some bitter pills, some hard pills to swallow. How'd you go? So this recommendation, it kind of assumes that I'm like, <clears throat> you know, just like a seething, roiling frustration just below the surface, you know. Mm. But I'm not. And so I had to think about what frustrations I have got in the bank, you know. Mm-hmm. Like what's kind of just been bothering me over, the over you know, the, just the time I've been alive and what, what I... Um, what, what I'm holding on to that I haven't really properly been able to express. For sure. Like what? I think the implication was am I going to roast the pool boys here on the pod, but no. Uh, you know, the style of thing you're asking for is, is about unfortunate truths. You know, yeah. Do and I, I, think, do I uh, want to uh, victimize the boys here? Yeah. No. And I think Stu did a pretty good job of that last segment. So. Yeah, we, it's, pr- yeah. it's pretty rough. And you, you don't need any more. All of I our think. flaws are, are publicly on display. Abundantly clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I came up with three major things. Anti-vaxxers. Oh, mm-hmm. and people who love crystals are the first two. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that none of them are going to swallow that pill because it's bad for their They're bodies. not going to swallow the pill. I didn't <laughs> choose either of these because I was trying to avoid sounding like the guy ranting in the driver's seat of his truck. <laughs> <laughs> but once I got rolling on this third one, I knew I was there. So get in the truck, boys. Here are your Oakleys. Here's your baseball cap. Because <laughs> we're going to sit down and rant and rave to the brink of madness about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I did not see this coming. Okay. No. Oh, it wow. wouldn't be fair if there wasn't a bit of pill or two for me to swallow as well, so I'll start, okay? Okay. Marvel Cinematic Universe is one of the most ambitious cinematic undertakings of all time. Sure. At the current count, there are 25 films with another nine slated in the next three years. God, far out. That doesn't include any of the TV series, 24 different series and a Disney, Disney Plus special. Gosh. Here's the most bitter pill of all for me. Most of these films in a vacuum are actually a really good time. Hmm. They're just, they're fun. It's a good time. Yeah. The first film released was Iron Man in 2008. The most recent film is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which came out in September of this year. I went and saw the film Iron Man. It was great. Robert Downey Jr. was in it, and he didn't yet look like the giant cockroach in human skin from Men in Black 1. (laughs) Rough. Lamp. When Iron Man 3, oh, he makes, he makes a suit in a Taliban cave. Bam, bam, boom, bam, explosions. It's a fun time, you know? Yeah. When Iron Man 3 was released in 2013, I went and saw it in the cinema. And even then I was like, oh, this is getting pretty old, isn't it? <laughs> For sure. For sure. Because remember that before then, there were three Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, that Fantastic Four movie, that weird version of the Hulk with Eric Banner in it, and a bunch of others. Those just yeah. superheroes all, you know, I was already tired of them, you know? And then 19 more films happened. Yeah. yeah. God. Between 2008 and now is when 95% of all the people I know well grew into adulthood. That 5% is made up of my parents and Marvel fans. <laughs> <laughs> this is really where we get to the crux of this prescription that I'm writing for Bitter Pills. All right? The Marvel Cinematic Universe fans. Now, I want to stress that there's a spectrum here. I'd say almost everybody I know has seen a few. I'd say the average is probably somewhere between 5 and maybe 12 films. So yeah, that's probably a pretty normal range. How many? How many do you reckon you guys have seen? Yeah, um, I'd probably be about ten, but I couldn't name them all. Yeah, I uh, I like to rate myself as the film buff of the podcast, but when it comes to Marvel, I'm out. So I'd probably say about six, maybe. Yeah, really? Yeah, I, I I'm just I kind of hate them. Have you even seen Have you seen the Avengers? Like all of them? No, I haven't seen any of them. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah, on. I just I just don't I can't I don't care for them. I don't care for any of them. So the spec there's a spectrum here. It starts from zero and it goes at the moment up to twenty five. Right. 
Yeah. But the total length of the spectrum extends by one every three months or so, right? Yeah. So you well, can imagine. To, to the point where, it's, I'm sorry, Dave, to correct you, but you said Shang-Li is the last one to come out when some people technically count Venom 2, which just came out uh, this week, I think. Right, there uh, you some go. Some people count that as the MCU. Some don't. Some don't. That might be a controversial statement. But uh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> even writing it three days ago, this uh, is already... It's already uh, out of date. I'm gonna I'm gonna count it as not for the moment. Okay. 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 So you can imagine the CMU is like be, is like a car that is taking you further and further away from me wanting to talk to you, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You love superheroes. I get it. But you know what I love having a personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was I was trying to find something to compare this phenomenon of the MCU to, right? So here's a good statistic. At, th- at this moment, there are 25 films, or what I'm counting is 25 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As of the 8th of October in Australia, with the release of the film No Time to Die, there are also 25 films in the James Bond franchise. Gosh. Fuck. There's a, there's a lot of franchises out there and they just want yeah. your money. I love James Bond. I think it's dope, but looking at the list, I've seen about nine of these films. So I'm about about equal on both of these, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's the difference. The first film, Doctor No, was released in 1962. Mm-hmm. Mm. The most recent Bond film before this, as in before No Time to Die, came out five years ago. So that's the difference between the ones that come out now and the one that came out before it. The mm. MCU has released the same amount of films in canon in 14 years what the Bond film has done in 59 years. <laughs> yeah. The MCU has never gone for long enough for you to fucking miss it. Mm-hmm. The constant state of high anticipation that never gets resolved is exhausting, okay? Across my dad and my grandpa, we've probably seen all the Bond films, but that means that anybody who has watched all the current MCU films literally has the fandom ability of three people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the kind of person who is proud of that makes me want to jump off a fucking bridge. Whoa, that's, that, that's, that pill is bitter. Here's another bitter pill. If you've seen all the movies in the cinema, before anything else, any other costs, adjusted for inflation, you've spent $487.50. Jesus. Let's Mm. assume that you've also spent $25 on average on food, transport. You know, it's probably even more than that. That means you spent a conservative total of $1,112.50 seeing these films. Yeah, funneling it into an organisation that does not need that money. Doesn't need it. What that number doesn't take into account is multiple viewings or my personal favourite barometer for clinical insanity, the promotional merchandise. Now, this is contentious because toys and stuff, I get it, but that's not really the calibre of promotional merchandise anymore, is it? Mm -mm. Like, what the fuck are you going to do with a cup that's branded with Doctor Strange? (laughs) Drink out of it. It'll do nothing but make you look like a half-witted stooge that paid an extra $35 for a popcorn and a cup that you get to take home? Like, are you fucking kidding? You have cups at home. You have cups at home. Dave, it's my Benedict Cumberbatch. Here's a plastic cup that commemorates sitting in a dark room and watching a film, which, when you get (laughs) home, performs no other function than to be a memento. (laughs) Until exactly the point when the film gets released for at-home viewing, when you can have that exact same experience again. Yeah. The memorabilia, memorabilia life of this cuff is four to five months at the very most. <laughs> and if it meant that much to you and you can't remember the film for that long, you've got other problems, lad. <laughs> <laughs> I can, But I can drink my favourite soft drinks out of my favourite heroes. Gro- fucking grow up. Whoa. Figure it out. Jeez. But I'm yeah. a collector. No, you're a fucking magpie is what you are. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even have collector's value. Not only has it come into contact with your mouth, but for it to be valuable for collecting, it needs to have some sort of element of rarity, and there is nothing rare about or special about any of your experiences with Marvel films. <laughs> the thing isn't the price, okay? It's not the price for me. It, it's, it isn't just that I feel like a slave to capitalism whenever I see an ad for one of the films. Mm-hmm. It's the amount of minutes and hours that have been stripped out of what many would consider to be a lifetime's best years by dullard talk about superheroes. Listening to people argue about comic books that nobody has fucking read. Yep. Mm. Being at a party between like 2015 and 2018 was like walking into a fucking minefield. All right. It was, it was a certain breed of person there, you know, and there'd be a lull in the conversation, partially, you know, because of the natural rhythm of it and partially because, you know, I didn't want to speak to them. <laughs> Either way, they turned to me and fixed me with those cold, dead eyes. And I knew I was already trapped and they'd ask me if I'd seen Doctor Strange yet. Yeah, right. assuming that you were, you were keen to jump into the cinema, yeah. And I, just the calibrating in my head that I'd have to do. I knew, I knew that these fucking people... <laughs> <laughs> I 
far out. It robbed me of precious seconds of my life doing things that were more productive. Like, for example, I don't know, swallowing 50 Panadols. <laughs> <laughs> asking me who my favourite superhero is is like asking me to pick what flowers I want at my funeral. Like, I couldn't give a percent of a percent of a fuck about it. It's, it's happening to other people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but worse upon worse is the amount of times I've been at a friend's house and been handed the promotional plastic cup that was branded with a shockingly recent film and been forced to imagine them at the cinema release of the film, sitting in the seats and talking about, you know, a literal propaganda hero, <laughs> Captain America, <laughs> arguing about how, yeah. how and why Captain America's shield returns to his hand and imagining in the moments when everybody's watching the film, my friend with the sweet summer child in their heart thinking, imagine if I had those powers. <laughs> like they're just handing you a little piece of that vulnerability. It's this unexpected feeling of closeness to that friend and really... That was a really, really nice thing, you know? Okay, good. I was nice. about to throw some more shit. <laughs> but the older I get, the more uncomfortable it is to see that part. Okay. And it just makes me sad. <laughs> like, how have you not gotten bored? Whatever, clearly whatever gland it is in your body that's crea- that creates boredom has just atrophied into nothingness a long time ago, you know? <laughs> I went to a birthday party once. Oh, yeah. And I was talking to my dear friend's boyfriend at the time, who is not a dear friend. And he's also the most boring man I've ever, ever met. Actually, Chris, you were at this party. We talked about it afterwards. Talking to him is like spraying weed killer on my soul. Oh, he is, this guy. He is spiritual arsenic to me. Oh, this guy. <laughs> I was once so in the weeds of trying to coax the merest shadow of a personality out of him that I said to him, hey, man, do you know any jokes? And he said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't say anything else after that. Can you imagine what a slap in the face of the good time I was trying to have that was? Yeah. Done right. That could be fucking hilarious, though. What I'm saying is I would write that man's memoir before having another (laughs) conversation about fucking Captain America once more in my fucking life. (laughs) That dude is pretty bad. (laughs) I would willingly choose to have a spinal tap installed before I chose to walk into that situation. Oh, The kind of personality that went to see all the films in the cinema... Dogs with a better quality of life have been put down for that. <laughs> They've been put down for less. Wow. In conclusion, you wouldn't be able to pay to see the films by scrapping a car. And the second thing is, the ability to sustain that constant state of excitement and investment in the films is bordering on the deranged. In the words of Batman's Commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. you either die a hero or live long enough to cross paths with me, David Reynolds, and rob me at fandom point of the precious time in my life. You are a pariah to me, and I cannot begin to express the power of the fatigue and apathy I have toward this thing that you love. I don't (laughs) care that Batman isn't a Marvel property, and I will poke my thumbs through your eyes if you try to start this conversation again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's... Wow. Okay, yeah. Wow. There's There's people saluting somewhere. There's people standing up, saluting, a hand over their heart. I also want to shout out a very good friend of the show, Christopher Marchin, who's probably going to be the most hurt by this. Yeah. Nah, I um, who is your super, your favourite superhero? Oh, yeah, who's your favourite superhero? Just, I don't know, maybe the Punisher. Because <laughs> <laughs> his superhero power is guns, I'm pretty sure. And he's just shooting me the fucking head. <laughs> Which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, he's more like an Aquaman guy to me. Yeah, it's Aquaman. It's, that's why I'm so, so froth about it is that I... I just think Aquaman hasn't had a good look in. Yeah. Anyway, my rating system is out of 100 and I use every number between 1 and 100 one time. Boys, I don't even know what to give this. I'm pretty... I hate it so much. Mm. Do I put it down as Bitter Pills or the MCU universe? Bitter Pills. Bitter Pills. I put it down as Bitter Pills. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it number 19. Yeah, fair. fair. You, you got pretty worked up, mate. Speaking of Disney... <laughs> yeah, Disney licensed films. Let's watch 10 seconds of Home Alone. Hey. Latest throwback craze. Latest throwback craze. Welcome to Family Movie Night. This is the part of the show where we watch 10 seconds of Home Alone and I don't feel like a hypocrite about it. (laughs) Last week we saw little Macaulay Culkin bawling to his mum about how he doesn't want to sleep in the same bed as Fuller because he wets the bed and, in quotes, he'll pee all over me. That's true. Let's go. Okay. Put them somewhere We're else. We're going to get peed on. I'm sorry. Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. That was, we didn't that, talk much over that one because that was just a tender moment. Yeah, that that moment really turned around because it was it was pretty heated the last ten seconds, but that was quite mm. sweet. Yeah. Mm. The last like month or two months 
It's all just been carnage. Yeah. Uh, I think it is important that they uh, they really make a point of showing uh, that the parents do love him because uh, the rest of the movie is going to uh, contradict that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just remember episode 71. Yeah. <laughs> Once we're in the hundreds, all right? What a tender moment it was. Yeah. Well, guys, that is it for another week of reviews. It's time for next week's recommendations. Episode 72. Yeah. Uh, who would like to start? I'll start. This week, Chris, I'm recommending for you. What I want you to do is I want you to go onto a little service, a little old place where you can die for basically nothing. We, we can get together? That's right. And I want you to see what is the minimum sickness, what is the minimum amount of sick you can be on WebMD before you get a prediction of death. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to die. Yeah. what you're telling me. That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, well, next week, I'm recommending for you, Stu. Yeah. Uh, every week we come on here and uh, we, we flog the Patreon uh, and encourage people to sort of get get amongst it, get around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's just about time that we uh, dip into the kitty a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, we, sure. uh, we we pull out some money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stuart. Uh, and, and give it to someone who's really in need. Uh, Stu, next week, I reckon, I reckon 50 bucks should do it. Maybe about mm-hmm. 50 bucks. If you need a little more, maybe take a little more, a little less, a little less, whatever. Okay. Uh, but next week, Stu, I want you, I recommend that you uh, buy the pool boys a cameo. What? Yes. So uh, uh, another another web service uh, like WebMD, mm. but uh, Cameo. Do you know Cameo, Stu? Oh, uh, vaguely, vaguely. Well, yeah. heaps of po- personalities, different sorts of people. Uh, they sell some of their time. Uh, you can message them and ask for a birthday wish or or something similar, and they'll record a little video message wishing anyone a happy birthday or for any particular reason, happy graduation or yep. or just saying hello, a bit of advice, anything like that. Oh, uh, sweet. And Send it on back to you. Yeah, This is right. the time when I mentioned that for a really, really long time, I've been working with a recommendation like this because have I have been trying for a long time mm-hmm. to get onto Cameo. What? To get and onto What it? I was going to do is I was going to say, go and find the cheapest Cameo and just like get one for the pool boys. Oh. And it was going to be me. <laughs> you've, you've got <laughs> within, if you do it within seven days, it's possible. But um, at the moment, um, what I'm working with, my initial first idea is um, I'm probably going to try and get Chris Evans to dress up as Captain America and wish Dave a happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> God, up, I, if, if I had cancer and Chris Evans rocked up in that, in that uniform, I knew that I would be about to die and I'd be happy for it. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. Far out. So ruthless. Jeez. I thought I was being a shit to Chris. <laughs> You're being a shit to like 20% of the population. To Chris Evans. What of it? <laughs> what of it? Nothing of it. Just thought I'd mention it. Uh, it's my turn to Look, recommend. Th- it's not like you can watch Marvel films. It's fine. I've watched like 10 of them, you know? But it's just what? like people who are like obsessive about it are the fucking worst. Yeah, yeah. I, we, we get you, man. We get you. <laughs> Dude, I, I'll, I'll start the whole rant again. I agree. I agree with every single thing you've said. Dave, uh, I'm recommending for you this week. Most people who've lived in one spot have for, for a while have a pair of jeans that's just sort of kicking around and it's you've been wearing them forever and you're not necessarily that attached to them do you have a pair of jeans like that i have one pair of jeans yeah you, you, oh you have only one pair of jeans you're gonna yeah pa- yeah pants you, though, you're right? gonna make you're gonna make me wear jorts aren't you i was gonna make you make jorts yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm just gonna stick to it dave no dave, fuck it i'll do it okay awesome awesome yeah i mean you can go out to like you can order some like ten dollar pants from target or whatever but this i mean week, one pair of pants could be any amount of shorts yeah yeah <laughs> this <laughs> that's right this week uh davy i recommend you make yourself a pair of jorts with a pair of scissors and a, and, and a pair of jeans <laughs> and i want you to wear those jorts at least for one day fantastic all right well those are our recommends for next week make sure you tune back in uh if you want to get on the patreon it's patreon.com forward slash the pool boys we'd really appreciate your support um insta- socials guys yeah it's at lol skates <laughs> oh, there he is again nah, it's at pool boys comedy give it a give it a pun it's a good time we're putting up memes yeah meme is uh relating to the things that we're talking about and um uh, at this point, really, the Instagram is the best place to follow. So if you want to follow us somewhere, Instagram's the place to do it, really. We are on the other platforms, but Insta's, Insta's the main showroom. Uh, and listen, guys, forget about everything we've just said. Forget yeah, about just, the Patreon. Forget about everything, all right? One, yeah. There's one thing this week. Leave a review. That's yeah, your one job this review. week. Forget about the rest. Yeah. Just, just review. 
Uh, also, if you ordered a joke book, it it might have arrived already. It's in the mail. They're mm. all in the mail. Uh, yep. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hope you, I hope you like it. If if you don't, if you really struggle with any of the answers, give me a message or Google it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they will. It looked it looks awesome, Chris. It looks so good. Uh, I've I've sent one to you boys as well. That's oh hell yeah! Oh, hey, nice. Can't wait. Can't wait. Alrighty. My name's Stu. I'm Chris. I'm Davey. And Chris, take it away. Oh, oh, uh, Yeah, Rock Lobster. Rock Lobster. Yes. Who was it? Who was it? I don't know. It was Rock Lobster. I don't. Don't let me be a victim of the lag. It was me. Usually it's one person. You're not the only one with lag, David. I'm the only one with lags. No, you're not. I am. I think, well, Dave Dave had the mental lag. Dave had the I, mental lag. That was the thing. Shouldn't have said Red Lobster. I kind of gave it away. Yeah. I, probably do you want to do a duet next week, Dave? You're doing <laughs> Just to see who's going to guess. I guess it's going to be Chris. <laughs> no, I'll, I'm giving it just to you. Oh, thanks, Chris. I'll take it. Goodbye. What a week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Long, ep- long episode. What a week. <laughs> I'm so sweaty. <laughs> I'm the sweaty man with egg in his face. Sweaty and eggy. Sweaty and eggy.